This week on the Pushwallows podcast, we crack on about lazy programming. It's become a thing. And who are our best but most complex clients? Daniel, September is the new January. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? It definitely is, isn't it? It's the second January. It's like the, the second it new is. start of the year because of all the, you know, the summer and schools and everything kicks off, doesn't it? Um, August is notoriously a quiet month for everything. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's Unless you work in an really... airport, it's probably busy. Um, yeah no no it's not no it's not because they actually don't do any fucking thing at the airports anymore they just leave the bags just just across the floor so there you go um yeah that was my experience anyway airport digs straight in um useless mate bloody useless (laughs) i know i couldn't i i complained at dan i couldn't sit in the lounge at stanford um, uh, such a privileged life you live, Tom. Hey, for the lounge, you couldn't sit in a lounge, but um, it's yeah, actually I think, like um, better value for money than sitting outside in like Pratt and like crunched up. Yeah, when then like fortunately on on my credit card I get a few like accesses for free, but like it's only like was it like twenty quid something like that? You can yeah, sit there for two three hours it. and you can drink. They give you beer. Yeah, give well, you beer and wine. Like even more reason up. to go for for you, I suppose. Do you know? But um, <laughs> yeah, I just think the yeah, uh, it, it, it's just funny. I I think over the the summer, how just the country, the UK collapses under any sort of anything above a normal average amount of of people or things or whatever it is it's required. Really shit at dealing with it. It makes me laugh every time. Like. Oh, it's the summer coming up. I don't don't think many people are going to want to go away on holiday. Well, they've just been cooped up for two years. Uh, and you can see they book tickets. <laughs> in January, you can see they book tickets for August. And so maybe you should probably hire some more staff for, for, for the like, airport. There's a lot of like uh, like knock-on holidays as well, right? The ones that they pre-booked like during yeah. COVID and they've honored yeah. them, which is fair. And then they've gone away. So, But it's interesting. It's, it's something that I haven't been... Obviously, I've been in the fitness game for a while. Um, I felt like this one of the lads was like, you've been in for donkey's years. I was like, fuck you. Um, I still think I'm quite young. Jesus. But I nah, guess yeah, not. we've been in for a while, haven't we? Like bordering. Like, We're years. now those people. We're now those people, right? Who, when we first got the industry, we never thought, we never took seriously or followed because it wasn't extreme enough. Do you know, like, we're, you know, when you, like, I don't know if you ever like, chemical t nation or whatever and there was always the odd article that just made sense and it, like now looking back it makes sense but you're like oh, can't nah, can't be that easy what just <laughs> just eat more calories and lift heavier weights don't be so stupid no, that's not how you gain muscle oh this one the trick to six you know how to gain six inches on your arms in six weeks that's the one i want and it was like load up on this load up on that do this do that you know that's what i used to so we're now the people that the younger generation will look at and go fucking idiots what do they know what have they been doing whole we're now them like nine years mm. i guess I, I, i'm not counting the days we we're in like pro sport and uni or whatever because then nah, that, that, unfortunately that that goes into actually over a decade um yeah we won't talk about that but yeah but the the whole september to january thing i've kind of like i was like yeah actually but it's mainly because um over this i guess the last like five days i've had a, a couple of like i haven't even prompted it but i've had a couple of old clients get in contact with me and i've gone Tom, I'm a fat shit at the moment. Uh, can we can we sort this out? Um, 
cl- the classic one this uh lads uh this is obviously a third space this isn't an online client um who uh the last time when he got in contact with me um i took him on because he was like tom i've got six weeks before i go heli skiing and i've got this wrong with me this wrong with me this wrong with me uh can you fix, fix me, me please yeah <laughs> and no. i was like no uh, we can have a go because how many times are you gonna see you he was like three or four times a week i was like get in absolutely fine big like yeah absolutely fine so i met with him today and i was like actually he came with a different he was like yeah i'm going heli skiing again it was like classic i was like how, how long are you give me this one uh but we did train like up until covid like and then it was because people don't come to work in london anymore and he's like actually i quite enjoy seeing my kids um yeah so yeah. he'll do online coaching when he i see him like hybrid coaching i think it's called i'm gonna see him hybrid, like once yeah. a week and then uh i'll do all his plans and shit got to charge him that for that though all wonderful hybrid coaching mm. works works doesn't it um because yeah. he doesn't need his hand holding not but enough yeah, pts do that by the way not enough no. P- just on a complete segue not enough pts offer that like just a quick note we work with a few pts who are kind of like fully booked on uh, in person and they want to transition online and then they've got like a waiting list for pt but they don't want to give up pt completely like those clients that are doing two three sessions a week pull them down to one say you're going to write their programs charge them less they feel like they're getting a lot for it. You t- take control of their nutrition, though, the, the sessions, you can then fill those other slots with other people. Yeah. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> Some people yeah. are like, they were like, oh, but he, he want, he, he'll want to train three times a week. And I was like, I know, but I don't want to train him three times a week. He also yeah. doesn't need it three times mm-hmm. a week. And the facility I uh, go at, like, it will be far worse for him, but the same for me in terms of expenditure. And I'm like, actually, if I just do it this way, I don't have to spend as much time with him and doing as much as possible. He doesn't have to spend as much money seeing and doing the stuff because and also I don't need to hold his hand because I've already coached him for four years. And I'm like, Easy. I'm not going to be, probably not going to be teaching anything new, give or take, like unless we, he decides with an L1S, like L5S1 herniation disc injuries and we've rehabbed him from everything this is the lad who came to me and was like he's had the most injuries 100 percent i've ever had from any client and i think uh, uh one i think i did a uh, my camera is really annoying me um, every <laughs> when i when i put my hand up as well so i've got my like uh ai fine like thing camera on that like moves around it follows me around the room it's kind of scary um, but if i do like a house sign with my hand people obviously this is wonderful on the audio show it like follows yeah. me and changes but if i don't but it starts like flash and shit only on zoom fucking zoom uh i'm blaming dan um, yeah but anyway it's probably me but uh, yeah okay this would scare i think this would square uh, a lot of people because i think i got asked it in like i was just like oh guys like you're gonna be new pts or there were newer pts and if you want to hear from me like injuries blah 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 they were like i think uh yeah, what's your, I think it was on a podcast actually. They were like, who's your like best client you've ever had or the most challenging client, which is an interesting one. Let's do this for a second, Dan. Who's your most challenging client? And this one was mine, okay? Not in terms of like personalities. This was just challenging for me. I actually mm. had to research, think about it, do stuff. Cause it was a little bit, I wouldn't say it's out of my scope of practice, but I'm an SNC coach, performance coach, biomechanics and stuff first. And I have to like scale back to be more rehab based. And I feel like when we were working together, rehabber, I'm a rehabber was like a big thing. And you're like, mm. that's a physiotherapist. Um, I could do your rehab hundred percent, but that's just a good strength coach. Absolutely fine. Mm. Or oh, a good PT. But this lad, all right, the the laundry list of injuries. So we had L, L he came to me with L5S1 uh disc herniation 
and tingling in his calves, which we worked out was the disc thing. And the the referred pain and tingling was into his calves. So I was like, well, we're going to stop stretching them and do something fucking about this back. Right. Number one, that went cool. Um, then he um, lost all nearly all sensation. So this is a, this is a, a neural uh, neural nervous system stuff we had to do. So he lost all power pretty much in his right arm. So his right shoulder. So th- to put that into perspective, okay, imagine you're doing, or it's like it's tricep and stuff like that. So imagine you're doing a single arm press and this is why I do unilateral training a lot and all this kind of stuff. And he was doing like a chest press. So he could chest press like on a machine, like 50 kilos, cool, on like one of those pet decks or whatever on one arm. And then on the other one, couldn't shift one bar, like one plate on it. Couldn't shift like four kilos, literally. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. bring him back from that. Then he decided to, because uh, his wife was a big horse rider, so he decided that we lost about 10 kilos. I definitely thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just, just before you said the S, I was just like, okay, well, my, my brain went there. So. <laughs> I'll leave that to imagination, guys. Um, a big horse rider. Um... <laughs> oh, I think then, the speed uh... you said it, it made me, I don't know why I stopped and thought. I was just like, and then, um yeah so uh he was like all right we're gonna go on like a two-week horse riding holiday i was like i don't recommend this based off your current uh back stuff but sure let's do that so he was secretly get like getting horse riding lessons and we had to get him below like 95 kilos because of the horse like that he'd have for like the two weeks probably doesn't yeah. want a big heffalump it, of a human it would, being it'd die it'd probably yeah. die yeah. <laughs> and i was like you know you're gonna have to be a little bit lighter this lad's like six foot three right and uh so he went to like um uh, this was a precursor to another injury after this as well. So he went to do horse riding lessons and the horse, whilst they were like doing a trot or whatever, decides to throw him off and he yeah. smacks his calf straight into like a, like a lamppost, like obliterated impact injury goes completely black, blah, absolutely disgusting, big, like, pfft. so just from a throwing a horse throwing yeah, him off. If I, if I was the horse, I'd have thrown him off if he was 95 <laughs> kilos, to be fair. And then, and then that, yeah. and then the next injury that obviously we re- kind of, I was like, I can't do much about rehab because that's an impact injury, really. So it's just going to be a case of like chilling out. But obviously directly after that, he was like, oh yeah, I really want to play touch rugby again. I was like, fuck me. This lad, basically this lad is like on it. Like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And then we're like, all right, we'll start doing that. Um, and then he he started playing touch rugby. And then he uh, obviously snapped his fucking Achilles because I was like, Neil, um, yeah, the impact injury of where your calf got obliterated, probably non-coincidental. He might listen to this. He does listen to the show every now and again, bless him. Um, But yeah, we'll be rehabbing him. But so I'll tell you what you you want to do if if that's you, go uh, go heli skiing. (laughs) <laughs> for the second time in uh, tenure. Oh. Um, so yeah, so he goes ski. He's a good skier. So yeah, he's a good skier. He and should he's be jumping out of helicopters doing it. <laughs> so yeah, that was probably in terms of all of those injuries separately. When somebody comes to me, I'm like, cool. One after the other over kind of a four year span. I was like, challenging. Um, mm. Yeah. So put that in perspective. What's what's your most challenging? challenging client obviously you don't have to go into great detail like that but um, neil couldn't give a shit if i talk, spoke about him so i think my most challenging is probably I, I mean you get the challenging element of like online coaching anyway just of like whether people are lying to you or not like it's always a, a yeah. tough one but i had one client who i assumed was lying to me but after working with her for three and a half three and a half years realized that she wasn't like quite quickly after having a few chats with her 
um, she just had an extremely low metabolism. Like she had a few little like thyroid things, nothing crazy like that she had to be medicated, um, but she was on the, the lower range, but it was still normal. And she's the person that I've had to take the lowest in terms of calories to lose weight, the lowest. So she was on uh, about 700 calories a day uh, in a peak of her dieting. And again, I've obviously, and I say this, I we did this in a in a methodical way. Like that was after about a year of working together. She was on those low calories, so like we spent a long time working together. So she'd been on about say a thousand calories a day, and she was recomping, and she was like, I think she was looking better. She was losing body fat, gaining muscle, like looking looking those better. Um, and then to try and get her to gain muscle, we couldn't go above one thousand one hundred fifty calories. She gained body fat very quickly, like on those sorts of calories fairly active like not a, not not a sloth by any stretch of imagination trained really hard in the gym um pushing heavy weights in leg pressing 200 to i think 240 kilos by the end like strong like you know good range and all this sort of stuff and we used to just have to constantly battle with this well to diet down we'd have to put around say seven eight hundred calories a day and i was one of those coaches where i was like she's lying she's lying there's no way like she needs to be on high calories and i was and like, we just went back and forth. And again, she worked me for three years because she'd have previous PTs who had got to just do loads of HIIT training, loads of crap like that. Or they'd just told her that, um, again, that she was just lying, that, you know, she wasn't doing it right or whatever. And she's got so filled up. And I was the first one that actually listened to her and actually said, look, it could be this, it could be that. Like, let's be patient kind of thing. Um, so that's easily the hardest because as you know, to gain muscle and to lose body fat, you have to be in a certain amount of, of, of a deficit to see, you know, to lose a kilo of body fat for me and you and for her is the same amount of absolute calories, essentially, you need yeah. to kind of be in a deficit on. So if you imagine that she needed to, you know, be in a deficit of three and a half thousand calories to lose a pound, well, if she was maintaining on about a thousand to put her in a deficit of, say, 800, she was two, uh, to put her on to 800, she was in a deficit of 200 a day. So it took her three weeks to lose the same amount of weight it would take you to a week for example right on average but then also it came into it was a scale weight didn't really move huge amounts either it was wasn't you know it was all based on visuals and waist measurements stuff and, and in the end she got a, a great transformation but she was never really that hungry she was never really like fussed about food at all but then obviously if she wanted to go for a nice meal out most meals out are a thousand calories minimum like, yeah, yeah. so she'd go to center parks for a four day weekend and she'd be like, well, she'd come back and she would be like, I feel like shit. I've eaten too much food. And again, like for most people, they can do that and get away with it. And in a week's time, their weight's down again. But for her, it was like, you can't, you just couldn't do it. So it was, um, easily the toughest because mentally having to coach her through it because it was just such a slow process and, obviously quite demoralizing that she kind of twigged as well. Like we had the discussion. I just was completely honest with her. I said, look, this is just your reality. And I was like, it's shit to say out loud and it's horrible. And I said, but this is the reality of it. And I said, look, there's two ways you can go about it. And we did it the right way. We lost all the body. We lost all the body fat she hated first. Which again was a long process. But then from there, gaining muscle, I was like, well, at least now you're on high calories for a longer period of time. And then you only need to do little mini diets in between, you know, here and there. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the hardest. And also as well, she wasn't like flush with money. So she couldn't afford to like go for a metabolism test or go to the unis and, and get tested or looked at or go privately medical, you know, all that sort of stuff where we could, could have checked some things. Um, 
but you know she enjoyed it i think to, to a certain degree because she saw results that she'd never seen before um and she'd never been a big eater so she didn't feel like she was missing out loads but it kind of explained why she'd been struggling up to that point um yeah because again we looked at the data and we looked at what was going on and we looked at all these things and, and again we tested it believe me we tested it we tested her out on more food we tested her not tracking we tested her doing all this sort of stuff and it was just one of those things where it, those were the numbers and again i've got all the data after three and a half years of, of doing it like can see it and you know it was um that was that was the toughest easily easily beautiful what what mm. lovely tangent we took um there you go, sure what we're talking about there <laughs> but yeah if anybody wants to dis- i guess I, i'm not gonna dis- dis- discuss because there's certain, obviously, there's like, oh, yeah, damn, what did you actually talk about psychology? What made you make that decision? What do you want to do? And then it'd be like, for me, like, all right, what exercises and when when did you start rehabbing this? And then that point in timeline, that point in timeline. Um, I feel like that's a that's an incredibly long show. Boring as well. Yeah, but also as well, yeah, it's, it's just a bit boring, isn't it? Because, again, as, as, as shitty as it sounds, a lot of it can be down to, like, intuition, you know, a little bit. Correct, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to be like, all right, it's time to make this call, like, based off that person that I'm seeing, like, directly in front of me that day. I'm like, you know what? I'm changing this. I'm doing this. We're doing this. We've moved on, or we're regressing, or blah, blah, blah. There was no, like, unfortunately, those, like, it takes six weeks. There's a reason why people take longer and people take less time because you're hopefully the coaches that are rehabbing them and it'll be like, all right, yeah, there's going to be basically like, you're not making like flat, like, I don't know, calls on the, on the spot, but it's just like, all right, based off the info and if it's moving or the check-ins that Dan would do, we make those calls and go, that's what we need to do now because I think I'm seeing this and it's hard to explain. It's just like, we've watched enough education. I've seen it enough. I know what I think I should be doing. I know what the result I need to do. Therefore my intuition says I need to like, it'll be, it'll be stuff like, I try to say like, if it, if it looks shit, it probably is, or there's certain things that they do in movement, but I have to forget that I've got an eye for that, that I'm like, no, that's terrible. I think that's right. This is right. This and is I think that's the thing with movement as well, isn't it? You just know from looking at someone moving. Yeah, like we've, like, no, we've, we've seen no. we've seen squats that maybe aren't as deep as they as they could be, but they look great. And we've seen squats that are really deep but look dreadful. Um, like I've seen someone do a squat before, and I swear to God, they just collapsed into it. Oh, it's the like, like melt, melting candle kind of. Yeah, like the, the like the extreme <laughs> ankle mobility. So their knees just like they just collapsed in front of them, and then actually they're really really upright. And you're like, this just doesn't look right. But you know, <laughs> if you just based it on depth, then it's a great squat. Um, so yeah, it's one of those where I think you just know good movement when you see it. Um, you know, with a lot of people, and again, just, like just know it, Dan. Just know it. That's what yeah. that's our advice to new trainers. Just just learn, bro. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you say that. So you say that. Okay, is it another tangent to go off? But I had a message the other day from an eighteen-year-old lad um, wow. on Instagram. You didn't get a message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, loads of people asking me. Uh, loads of people. I always. Do, I like doing that. With, like literally, no one has asked for this. So yeah, here it is. No one, yeah. <laughs> he, um, so he was in another mentor mentorship, and he messaged me, and he was saying, "Oh, I really resonate with some of your content, and you know, I'd love to know a bit more about." what you do and all this sort of stuff. And he's 18, only qualified this year as a PT. And I just said to him, I said, look, I said, to be honest, mate, I was like, you just need to go in the gym and you just need to make mistakes. I was like, you don't need a mentor. Like you've got two, three years, get in front of some people. You won't be able to charge as much as other people do because you're younger. You haven't got loads of results. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. I didn't say that to him, but I was like, you don't. <laughs> and I was like, it's much like when you, when you just pass your driving test, you just need to go out and drive 
on roads and just learn yeah. and fuck up and make mistakes. And I said, look, that's part and parcel of it. And we've done that and we've been there. And yes, when you hire a mentor, you learn from their mistakes. But I said, these aren't the sort of mistakes you want to learn from. You just, you, you just have to make them like for now. And, and, and by the time you're 21, yeah, come get a mentor. Cause you'll, you'll know where you want to be and you'll know what mistakes you keep making or that you've learned from or whatever it is. But I was like, I can't believe people are taking someone's, I just, I can't believe someone's taking money off you, mate. I was like, just, just go into a gym soak up all the information from the other PTs that look like they know what they're doing, get as many leads as you can, spend all your time there, speak to people there, be a human being. And that's kind of it, right? I, I think, I don't know. I just feel like if I had a mentor the first year I PT'd, I'd have been like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, man. exactly. Didn't need it because all we did was be there and be approachable and train there and like chat to people when they were training. And that was it. That was our, that was our lead gen. I was just like, all right, well, this human seems to come here quite a lot. So if that human seems to view your Instagram yeah. stories quite a lot, maybe talk to them. Yeah. Like this <laughs> it's pretty much it. Like it's 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 unfortunately not not too much of rocket science, isn't it? This person seems to like what I do. Ignore them. Ignore them, that's what I do. Uh, yeah. No, they no, they they come to the same gym as you. They've probably got a shared interest at some point. They seem to use the same dumbbells as you. Cool. Those are pretty sweet dumbbells. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's bonkers, isn't it? But yeah, as, mm -hmm. as a as a new PT, that's definitely what people need to do. Um, but obviously, they're trying to fast track it, fast track all the all the mistakes that we've made, Dan. Um, but yeah, yeah. But it's, it's so I think there's there's definitely the only, a benefit. I feel like of fast the, the only way mistakes. of like I, the only thing I wouldn't say hire a like a business mentor or a PT. I would say hundred percent like get someone to coach you, like in terms of learning programming and learning like. Because I feel like that's the way you're going to learn some of the stuff we just said about movement and what is good, what is bad, mm. and why something's. I just, like you, I just, you I just like feel like at eighteen. Training. I just feel like at eighteen, you should be coaching the gym. Don't don't yeah. go online straight away at eighteen. Just qualify. Don't know. You need to see the world. You need to. Oh, meet I'm a big. Yeah, I'm a big believer. You need to like have that personality of knowing. Should have cut their teeth. A bit. Yeah. At least fuck me. I think so. I think I, I don't. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think it's also just like having human skills. And at 18, you don't have human skills. You just don't have them. I don't care what it says. You don't. Like, it's, it, he could have said to me, oh, I want to go into a, you know, okay, I can't do that. I want to go into a corporate job and then do it when I'm 25. And I'm like, you do that then. Do that. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you need to experience the world and how it works. And put it in perspective. Sure. Like, they're like, I'm sure we have, like, in terms of online clients and stuff. So one lad uh, joined up with me. He's no chance he's going to sign up with somebody who's 18 um, because he's like 41. He wants to do this, but he, 18 won't, won't be able to relate to that person. Like, mm -hmm. doesn't understand working hard or, right, work hard, but doesn't understand it yet or been through mm -hmm. life. No, they don't. They don't. Well, but that's, that's the thing is they don't understand what it takes to again work hard. It, but they, but they also shouldn't really at eighteen. Like just go and fucking yeah. live life a bit. Like do you know. And I don't know. It just was one of those where I think it's um. You know, like I said, then, there's, there's 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 some mistakes that you don't need to learn from a mentor. You just actually have to make them. I'm on the uh, the obviously the sports documentary binge at the moment. So oh. they did a. Uh, did you watch Last Chance You basketball? No. Um, I've been watching, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, Brilliant. uh, it's following it's really the, good. no, it's, it's following the, uh, the crystal palace Academy decisions, which is quite oh, cool. Oh yes. Like yes. 10, it's something like 10 weeks out or something like that. And they follow like people like getting contracts and getting that. It's, it's obviously like, and they follow like certain kids 
um, who are obviously trying to get their scholarships or like kids that are like fucking 11 years old trying to get, I hate, I hate that they use, you're trying to get your contract at the age of 11. 11, stupid enough. Because it's like you get a contract between 12 and 14 and then you get a contract because it's always a two year deal thing. It's between 14 and 16 and then two years again. So you sign them on for that long. Hate it hate it and these these people yeah. and i'm just like fucking hell just let them play football like yeah oh my god it's so much pressure and they're like feeling it and they're like oh yeah mom and dad like oh yeah. it's, it's it's cool to watch but it's so like you realize that those kids that have been like in that academy that's their world and what i hated about working at brentford's academy that's not there anymore because I burnt it down. Um, no, because they cancelled it. Um, was the the lack and sheer awfulness of the education post sixteen, the that the, the uh, mm. kind of academy youth team got, and it was fucking terrible. It was just like, all right, if you don't make it as a footballer, you're fucked. Like, yeah. there's no like education whatsoever. Awful. I hated it. I was just like, I want to just sit down and teach these guys fucking maths. Um, and science yeah. so they know because uh, there was like they've I don't know I, you might spoil it for you there's one lad who gets doesn't make the cut and he obviously goes and they've got they've actually got it's quite cool actually it's something that I didn't think was that prevalent maybe it's more prevalent now they've got like an after like a coping team mm-hmm. that help them get trials at other clubs um, yeah. and try and look after them after they've been kind of released which is which is good um, but like he's gone from Crystal Palace to Oldershot Town. And mm-hmm. I put that in perspective. Oldershot are bottom of the National League. Um, Tom can play for Oldershot. <laughs> I played a league below Oldershot. That's that's embarrassing. I didn't think I was going to make it. But obviously they do. I was never in Crystal Palace as a gambling but me. I was grafting, grafting the lower leagues, Daniel. Certainly, uh, I was after. and then and then I was uh, I was getting drunk, and that's why I didn't make it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Shit, I can get drunk and play in a band. That sounds way cooler than playing football." All right, let's do that. I should do more like guitar-based things on my Instagram, shouldn't I? It's probably not good for wanting to be a fitness coach, but yeah, it's fine. Personality, Dan. Personality. personality. Get your personality yeah. out there, mate. Why not? Um, All right. Um, yeah, yeah. Football's a funny we've, one, isn't it? We've, we've talked about that bullshit enough. Um, what did you want to talk about? You did... Oh, Bank Holiday. You wanted to talk about... So Dan just gave uh, gave his clients grief um, t- yesterday, today. I don't know. I saw it. He was on his Instagram stories um, just reminding people 60% of his clients didn't know it was a Monday. Um yeah. But just to put this out there, we've recently changed how we start the podcast, and it is Dan's, um, I don't know, responsibility, responsibility. Mm. for the last for the last three hundred episodes. It's been my responsibility to send him a link. Okay, so and I don't bother paying for Zoom because I do Google shit and all of my meets. So sure. Dan does do Zoom because because yeah, I, I don't talk to more than one person mate um so <laughs> so i was like all right you can start sending me the link how many to- i'm pretty sure in the four weeks that we've done it dan's just been sitting there for 15 minutes going tom's late isn't he yeah that's why i have i have to be fair i have to be fair but that's a recent change um but yeah just saying how like how weird it is and how conditioned we all are to have like work days and non-work days because like say Bank holiday Monday rolls around and like most of my clients forget to check in because they obviously associate it with a working day or, or whatever it is. But yeah, it's just it's just funny how it's like bank holiday Monday. It's still a Monday. It's not like it's not like it's called 
bank holiday Sunday repeat or something like that. You know, it's it's Monday. Um, and yeah, just uh, it just made me laugh how just people just forget so quickly, so so quickly. Just ah, I don't bother checking in this week. Brilliant. Don't need to, do you? Just uh, just don't bother. So yeah, there you go. That was that was literally it. To be fair, like, <laughs> it's just I just find it funny how conditioned we are. Because I was saying to you before we came on, like I just. Even in England, like I just you just work bank holidays. Like I just didn't take it off. I think being self-employed, I don't know if we can't do a poll, obviously on the podcast. But if it was an st- Instagram story, it'd be interesting to see how many people who are self-employed don't know it's bank holiday either. Because I think when you're self-employed, it's almost a day to get ahead. It's almost like okay, cool, I can get ahead of yeah. the game now because no one else is doing stuff. But yeah, I just I just find it just find it interesting that that we're yeah as soon as we get that uh, that extra day, we're we're all over it. We forget everything else that ever existed. <laughs> for that extra day off um, doing for your bank holiday yeah. bank holiday weekend I was like I got the weekend yeah um, yeah yeah I I didn't completely take it off shock no. um, I never I, I never my, I never did like at all like, did my pre prerequisites yeah I I, I didn't realise it was a bank holiday till the back end of last week <laughs> and then my clients were like doesn't doesn't your calendar tell you I was like yeah, but it's like that that silly little thing at the top, right? That I don't always click on to see. But yeah. like, oh look, it's it was once I don't know, Saint Charles of Hiroshima, I don't know, Japan yeah. once died of this, and then we celebrate that day off in Guatemala. That's what it, I. Uh, it's normally like a. Obviously, it changes based off. Does yours change based off Dubai? Do you have a? Like Eid and all those kind of things in there. No, I don't no, come up. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah, very strange. But yeah, I, my advice for people would just be do if you have a mandatory, just don't do maybe like the business development stuff, but do it if you're like you're getting a bit of a groove. But do your kind of what I did was do my prerequisites. All right, I have I um on my little board right now. I have a list from one to eight. And that's based off priority. Like eight's cool. If I get around to it this week, awesome. Like one to whatever, mm. those that shit has to be done. Um, so yeah, do that if you if you struggle on a on a bank holiday, you're like, oh, I want to get out and play with my friends. They've come round and knocked at the door. So I only asked if I can play out. Do your do your mandatory like whatever, two hour, boom. Mine yeah. was just like, yeah. Uh, what did I do? An invoice, shock, because I want to be paid. Um, <laughs> um, a client testimonial uh, videos to send out. Um, I don't know what else I did. An email. That's that. Those were my three that I had to do. Those are my pre-mandatory things because I don't do my check-ins on a Monday, so no. I didn't have that problem. My well, I don't do my check-ins on a Monday. My clients check in on a Monday. Uh, my clients normally check yeah. in like Tuesday, Wednesday. So yeah, yeah. So well, not all of them, obviously, there's just certain people have different certain days and it's just yeah. those people who do check in on a Monday, you know, they just uh, didn't, <laughs> they didn't. Someone did it really early this morning, to be fair. So they just about, they're really... um, oh, they're annoying. They just about got, got in. <laughs> it buzzes through. You're like, oh, great. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. I know um, the ones they know I'm going to look at their stuff on Thursday and I just might be, it might be a reminder one. And they're like, oh, there it is. Boom. Or um, they would have, because uh, obviously I send them a reminder going, please check in tomorrow. Um, on on my automations and uh, yeah, they're obviously like, oh shit, yeah, send it at like four a.m. I'm like, why are you up? Oh, yeah, go to sleep. There you go. 
No one wants to see your face at 4am. Anyway, Dan, um, I would like to talk about lazy programming. And it's definitely going to be something I'm going to talk about more on my Instagram. Um, Shots fired. <laughs> laziness. Because, I don't know, like, when I learnt... It's sort of, I'll, I'll toot my own horn. Toot toot. The, I quite like... Pro, I don't like programming, but it's one of those things. It's like, I've done enough of it. I know what looks correct. I know what matches up because it's all about sequencing. And my brain is about like math, 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 maths and shit, basically. Yeah. Numbers, not words, as you can tell, um, maths and stuff. So it all tends to match up and I can see patterns in certain things. And I go, this should be here because that is there. And like problem solving. Um, mm. Analytical, some would say. But when, like, all right, there's been some sort of push in the last, since CrossFit came out, and obviously there's a new stuff of uh, the what's what's um professional PE, national fitness games. Um and then people uh, John Clark didn't like that when he when I took a dig at him. He messaged me straight away. No, <laughs> he really. was like, Professional PE. I was like, mate, you run marathons now. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he still beat me with a stick, it's absolutely fine. But yeah, he beat me at everything going, apart from maybe jumping. Um I can't get off the floor, can he? All right, I'll just get up somewhere really high. He won't be able to get yeah, me. Yeah, he won't be able but, to get um, you, And then obviously, like, higher rocks. And obviously, like, so I've had a couple of lads, like, come reach out about training for high rocks. And I'm more than happy to train someone for high rocks. I know how to train someone for certain events. And we are doing a needs analysis on based off what you're going to be doing and all that kind of stuff. Believe me, that was something that myself and Dan were taught in when we're doing SNC. Like, we do a structured needs analysis based off what your sport and what you're doing and the mechanics and stuff like that it's absolutely fine but generally speaking my needs analysis is is longer than the fucking six-week program that somebody gets sent out and it's got more depth to it so i sent down so all i did was google um and you'll see it on my instagram at some point um i googled athletic program men's health um and yes i'm still writing for men's health but yeah, probably not soon um but yeah based off this so I, the, the the name got me on this pdf i've sent down you can download it for free i'm opening it now yeah All right um, i want it now. 30 31 pages long fuck me but trust me doesn't need to be 31 pages long pretty sure you can fit it onto two um that that was my <laughs> where is it All right I, I liked the uh ad size get strong stay functional that's good stay functional Always. dan Always stay functional. Um, that that repeats twice in in two pages. So that that means. um by Zach George, I believe he is the UK's fittest man. Uh, my invite was lost in the post for that, so mm. I didn't compete. Me and Dan weren't Strange. competing, so Strange. I don't know how he can claim that. Yeah. Also, UK's fittest man is that not like, like an athlete of some sort? Yeah, it would like. Be. <laughs> I guess it what do you what's the determinant of fitness as well? What what is the uh well it depends on how functional you are, I think. It's just a functional, <laughs> it's just if you're functional. So if you're the most functional, you're the fittest. So he is the most functional because it yeah. says here. I would functional. I would always go for like a gymnast of some sort. I think they're probably mm. gonna be the an all-rounder of some sort. But tennis players in terms of like explosiveness, plyometrics. I, golfers, hand eye cord, hand eye cord, golfers, fuck off. Um, oh my god, there's burpees <laughs> in it. I've already seen week one. There's burpees. Right, so the structure, structure. This is how you structure it. So to be, to be, so uh, this is just to be 
to add size, get strong and stay functional. Six workouts per week. Doing them all is ideal. Minimum aim for four days a week. So you've got EMOMs on Monday, Tuesday, AMRAPs, Wednesday, aerobic capacity, Thursday, workouts for time, Friday, skill-based EMOMs, Saturday, competition style, and Sunday, rest day. Oh my God. There's nothing in there that says like strength day or power day or like anything like I would mm. I would go for a fucking a body part split instead of this. Um, which is which is what's uh, I get it in terms of I don't mind like aerobic capacity work. That's cool. I like that one. The rest of them, horseshit. Um because the aerobic capacity work is going to prep you for that competition style thing anyway. I think so. Just to, uh, I, I will go into it afters. All right, day one, week one. 30 minutes. I would be uh, so annoyed if this was the plan. I, I Obviously, it's free. But if I got given this by a coach, I would be so pissed. Um, 30 minutes, 12 dumbbell thrusters, 40 double unders, 12 burpees. Off you go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Kill me now. <laughs> Kill me now. If somebody yeah. gave that to you, like, you'd be in shock, wouldn't you? Like, that's that's your workout. I don't know if you would, though. I don't know if people would, though, mate. That's the thing. I don't know if they would anymore. I don't know what they leave anymore. And, like, also, uh, I was like, on this, also, learn how to do a double under would probably be week week zero. There's Um, also strict (laughs) handstand push-ups in here as well. Is there? (laughs) So, like, right, go down to week one Friday. So, week one Friday, right? You do 10-minute EMOMs of five pull-ups and five kipping handstand push-ups. And then you do after that 10 minutes EMOM of one strict handstand push up. Surely you do that the other way around. Surely you do the strict ones first because they're yeah, harder. Yeah. Then you do handstand push ups when you're fatigued. And yeah, because no. that would be a strength based thing. Yeah. Strength no, first. Get, get fatigued first. Get fatigued first. <laughs> then do it harder. Brilliant. Oh my God. Um, and 12 minute. Uh, yeah, it's just like. Oh, good. thrusters I'm, and burpees are in again. Saturday. I, I like the chipper on Thursday. Chipper for time. Did apparently on Thursday only the number five and zero were working on his keyboard. So guess what you're getting? Fifty of those, um, different things. Fifty and jumping lunges. <laughs> Fifty Why? burpees again. 50 so you're doing burpees. burpees. You're doing burpees on Monday. You're doing burpees on Thursday. You're doing burpees on Saturday. And oh, you're doing more handstand push-ups on Saturday as well. By the way, what if you can't do that? Also, yeah, because obviously stay functional. Uh, the whole of the six weeks, look for it. There's nothing about moving laterally whatsoever. You, no. You're not allowed to move in that plane whatsoever. If you step to the side, you're fucked, basically. Um, I'm assuming there's, there's all these kind of things like, I don't know, uh, maybe your abductors and your adductors, which are not going to be able to kind of cope uh, with anything because as soon as you step out of uh, just uh, going up and down of that plane, uh, you're going to get injured, my friends. Um, I love fine. this whole stay strong. There's no strength movement in it. There's except also pull-ups. no strength training. Yeah, there's just pull-ups. Um, the only thing that you would look at and go, that's strength. Yeah, I don't that's really it. get it. I like there was one that was. Uh, oh yeah, that way. Okay, five rounds, one k run. <laughs> I was like, oh, he was clearly in a rush that day for programming. Oh, uh, it's just. I mean, it's just. And I guess yeah. let's let's look. Is there a progression? All right. So if we look at that, though, I don't know. Just what was the what was the first day? So obviously, we hopefully there'll be some sort of progressive overload on that EMOM on the Monday. So if you were doing a thirty-minute EMOM, um, I would hope that you. That, so the the category of what I would do is like, all right, you're going to get further rounds. You're going to obviously t- like how many rounds do you complete? 
um, of the every minute on the minute of of all of these, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or you add in one more minute or two more minutes. I'd probably add in like 5%. So you do for a minute and a half more. Um, so let's see what they do. If there's any progressive overload, which is, should be the foundation for everything. No, we just we just change it to every five minutes for seven rounds. Mm. 21 double Logical. unders. We do, we do completely different exercises and That's we just do I that. Do. Yeah. So if your programs end up looking like that, I don't mind them looking like a mixed modal kind of thing on a weekly basis and they change slightly, maybe once to twice a week for your kind of mindset and going, cool, wonder what we get this week. But if you're training like that every single day, I can guarantee the progress is going to be not as good. I think there will be progress because you're learning, you're still moving, for example. But if we were to go, all right, actually on the Monday and the Wednesday or the Monday and the Thursday, we'll do foundational strength training or foundational kind of strength endurance training. And then the other two days or three days when we do mixed modal stuff, but you'll still Mm -hmm. do like your pull-ups, like strength-wise at the top or whatever. That would be how I would train for high rocks and all this, the, I don't know, the national fitness games. I wouldn't really probably take someone on who trains for CrossFit. because I think it's too crazy. Not too crazy, but I would just be like, all right, well, I need to know what, you, what you're competing in, like for you to, to prep you, I feel like. Um, otherwise, I'm just throwing enough shit at a, like a wall to hope it sticks. Um, at least there's no uh, Olympic lifting in there. So, which is good. I feel like it's coming, it's coming back around Olympic lifting. I don't mind it. It's just like, don't do it for time. Um, it's absolutely fine. There's, there are plenty of Olympic lifts that are cool, but technically it's hard to teach. And it takes, and um, when when I can give you a weighted, like a weighted jump and get the same fucking benefit. So it's just madness, Daniel. So yeah, I'll be doing mm-hmm. some Instagram stories about those. Um, Look forward to me. Instagram posts. Fuck it. Um, yeah, be interesting. My, I might just put that up as a a, a joke combine uh, six weeks. So let's see how many complaints. Some people might believe it. <laughs> I will be doing a uh, a mixed modal kind of aerobic capacity combine ESD one. Um, it's not until I've lost my mind, but yeah, there will be one at some point. Um, but yeah, nice. Which actually brings me into. Um, if anybody is interested and made it this far, um, and I don't know if Dan's seen because I actually decided to revive, I culled and revived the Pushball Legs uh, podcast Facebook group. And I've yeah, changed all the notifications. It. Don't worry. Yeah. I've changed it. And Dan couldn't give a shit because he's not in it anyway. I might take him out. Um, but I'm going to revive that group because there's like 200 odd people in there um, who are legitimate humans. Um and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to run I run my five-day free thing out of there instead. And obviously, the people who can join in, they can join in. I've already had about five or six people go, fuck it, I'll do that. I was like, all right, wonderful. All right, we'll do that instead. Um, so if you are interested, um, obviously, go. Basically, you're going to be part of my combine. Just the five days for free. All the coaching's there. I'll give you a little G-sheet, and you will test, do the combine testing protocol for free. Um, and just showing you what it's about, basically. I just want more eyes on it so people test and whatever. Um, so, which is lovely. And then, then you you can come and actually do a fucking uh, program and get better, or you can go off and do your other one and not get. Go and do that one. Just go do that one. That one. Nah. That one will work. Just go do that. Yeah, I'll post that. I'll post that one and be like, lol. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Option so one. So end of the five two. days, you can either do this one or that one. <laughs> yeah, um, which will be mm. wonderful. Um, so yeah, I'll be posting about it on Instagram today. So be interesting. Um, well, y- yesterday as this came out. So yeah, if you had more info. Right. <laughs> yes, mate. All right. Um, yeah, shocked me that. I don't know why it shocked me. Just lazy programming. Has that been a thing in your field as well? Yeah, I just think that's that's just it's just normal, mate. I think you just live a quite in a bit of a bubble in your little PT world. I think now you're exposed a bit more online coaching. You you'll be surprised, mate, if it's not that. And again, if it's not that, it's three by ten on everything, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, I have a go at that most so, of the time. So yeah, it's yeah. it's bodybuilding, three by ten, all that, and it's like there's no one caught up with the the middle ground of like taking the principles of, of both and merging them together. No one's doing it. Mate. No one's doing it. So no, it's, it's like the magic pill, mate. Enter Tom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can sort your programming out. Absolutely fine. Take me five Easy. seconds. All right. Um, any other business, Daniel? Not for me. Order my good, good hats, mate. So no, oh, mate. Yeah. I'm excited for mine. I don't know when yeah. they're coming. I think they're being shipped. They're being shipped now. I mean, mine, assuming... mine ain't turning up this side of the year, are they? Let's be honest. You, you, you might as well send them to me, and then I'll bring them next time. So I'll bring them like November or something. <laughs> so I was just like, oh shit! Do I know anybody who's in the states right now who's in a, who can come back over um, yeah. at some point? I was like, oh, not really. When are the Boyle brothers coming over, or like Kevin Carr or something? I was like, have we got one soon? Um, no. Yeah, I like that. I like their hats. So. Which ones did you yeah, get? Yeah, no, cool. uh, I got the fighting for par one, same as you, because that's their like yeah. better one. And I think I got a blue one, <laughs> oh, birdie blue, blue the, birdie yeah. blue, like half yeah. blue, half white one. I think it was. I just um, liked. I just like. I like blue and white. Good. <laughs> yeah, just I was like, it, yeah, I like that. Good. I wear that normally. Lovely with that little rope as well. I'll actually wear these for golf. That's what was my thing because I don't generally wear a hat for golf. As you can see, whenever I do IG stuff, my hat is backwards because I'm cool. Um, but I tend to buy peak like black caps, and I think I look like a bit of a dick when it's forward. Yeah, you do look a bit weird. <laughs> Where I think I look vaguely normal when it's backwards. So, mm. and obviously on golf courses, vaguely. you're not allowed to wear your hat backwards. Um, you're not meant to anyway. But Bubby does, so fuck it. I think you should just start doing it, mate. I really think this whole golf etiquette thing is not as much of a big it's thing anymore as it used to be. It. Yeah. So um, we'll not like in the same like taking the piss, but I just genuinely think that it's just not like a, as much of a problem anymore. Correct. People to watch. Anyway, look for everybody can look forward to our hats, um, and we'll show them off. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. Um, yeah, if anybody, I mean, we'd prefer some of the good, good listeners and followers to come over to us. But I mean, that'd be great. He actually yeah. likes golf or, um, yeah, go go watch good, good because they're a nice, easy, nice chaps and they're nice and easy. Um, all right, mate. So, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll probably catch you next week. See you later.